What is Circle City Con? Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I'm your host, Tim DeBlock, and in this episode, we will be exploring what is Circle City Con. And with me today to do that is the organizers of the security conference, Michael Smith, aka Dr. Bearsack, and the Grape Ape. Michael and Grape, how are you guys? Doing good, Tim. Wow, wonderful, wonderful as always. That's good. That's good to hear. So let's let's start off with the hard question. What is Circle CityCon? So Circle CityCon is a newer uh, security conference in the community. We've just finished our second year. Um, basically, That's we're funny. dedicated to showing, um, showcasing education in the community uh, given by other community members. So instead of uh, going out and paying. Um, you know, paying for trainers, paying for speakers, et cetera, we really go a long way into trying to get uh, the community involved to uh, show and teach what they know uh, to our attendees. Grape, would you like to add anything? Uh, yeah, I was going to say it was just a roving carnival of security freaks, you know, uh, just like, <laughs> I mean, we, you know, people listening to this podcast have probably been to a conference, right? So that's, it's really uh, the the format is pretty much down to a science. We know what it is. Um, the community trying to share information and grow. So that's that's really what we use it for as a vehicle to try to give uh, give the community an area to improve on their skills and share what they're working on and share the cool things that are going on in Infosec. Well, of course, Grape and I can't do anything simple. So we actually try to take what the uh, current model is and. Uh, Tweak it, turn it up on side its head, whatever uh, phrase you want to use. We uh, we basically try to take instead of being uh, just staying with the status quo, we try to disrupt. Okay, so so how is the format different from this year from last year? Last year was very status quo. Uh, it was our first year. We ran into some, uh, you know, ran into the typical difficulties that one runs into in the first year of uh, putting on a conference, and a lot of that stems to. Uh, just inexperience on uh, all of our parts. Uh, none of us had ever, we, while we've been to cons, we'd never run one. So uh, when you decide that you want to run a conference, it's, um, well, not a, not the smartest of ideas in the world. It's a lot of fun, but it's a lot more work than I think even, even the most optimistic people realize when you uh, put one on. And uh, we went through the first year, and uh, after we did the first year, we had okay attendance, about 200 people. Part of that was the day. We did it on Father's Day weekend, which first rule for those trying to uh, run a conference, never, ever do it on a holiday, especially Mother's Oops. Day or Father's Day. Yes, that was uh, not the brightest of moves. And uh, we were trying to think of good, uh, good gimmicks to do to help stand out. I mean, we're, you, know, you have some of the big uh, beasts in the uh, in the scene, such as DEFCON, SHMUCON, DerbyCon, etc. But uh, then you have, um, you've had the growth of a lot of smaller conferences uh, with things like B-Sides and uh, just people putting on their own, their own uh, conferences in their areas. So it's really, uh, really trying to stand out in front of, um, in front of the crowd. Uh, I was at DEFCON uh, last year and I was talking to uh, Reverence, and um, talking to Rance and just uh, we were ta- he was one of our performers the first year and uh, he was saying how much he enjoyed it. And uh, he was saying the thing I liked the most was the training. He said what you should do is just expand that and do as much training as you possibly could. And I looked at him and said that is the smartest thing I've ever heard. And sure enough, that's what we uh, ended up doing this year is uh, 
taking the training idea instead of doing four or five classes the way most uh, conferences might do, we actually did uh, over 20 this year. Yeah, and you had them. You had them like not only the first day, but you also had them running throughout the throughout the conference as well as going on while talks were going on. Correct, and not only that, they were also all included in the price of the ticket. So it wasn't an additional fee, with the exception of a couple of buying parts or something. We weren't really trying to make a profit. In fact, while we did charge a fee to withhold or to hold a spot, all that money ended up getting uh, donated to charity, and we donated several thousand dollars to uh, five different charities. Yeah, and that's I think that's one of my lasting impressions was uh, what you guys did as far as just the charities and stuff at the conference, which was it's, it's always good to see. And I, I think the security community itself does does a lot of good work within the charity realm. So it's it's definitely good to hear that from from Circle City Con. Um, so what do you have planned for next year, 2016? So next year, in addition to doing uh, obviously additional training, um, we are. Going, we're basically attempting a notion that hasn't been done at any conference that we're aware of. And uh, what our goal is to do is to create an interactive, immersive experience. Uh, so the goal is to take uh, concepts of uh, live-action role-playing along with uh, Capture the Flag and expand it to the entire conference-going experience. Uh, for example, um, everyone, everyone will have the ability to play. Everyone will have the ability to join teams. And uh, you get points not only for going and solving challenges, but also get points for going and attending a talk or going and talking to a sponsor. There might even be opportunities to earn points just by lobby kind. So we're really trying to create an, almost an immersive game to try to get people, um, j- just to give people a, uh, another additional element to enjoy and set ourselves apart from the, uh, from the rest of the conferences in the community. That's great. And what's, the, uh, what's the name of that that you're calling it next year? Uh, next year's theme will be uh, Game of Pones. It's a, uh, will be kind of set in a Dungeons and Dragons um, medieval type uh, um, setting. Yeah, that's that. That sounds amazing. You believe this guy's gonna let me wander around the conference with a warhammer and uh, be yelling <laughs> at people? That would be awesome. I want him in big Viking ears, is what or uh, Viking horns is what I want to see him in. Oh gosh, I can't even imagine what people are gonna be dressed at next year for for the conference. Yeah, <laughs> cosplay awesome. is greatly encouraged. It's not yeah. required, but it is encouraged. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be amazing! I can't wait to see that. All right, so uh, let's actually take it back a step. So, how did the Circle City Con? You've you've talked about kind of the motivation for starting it, but how did it actually get started? Is there any kind of neat story behind it, or was it just like, hey, we're going to start it? Uh, so, Circle City Con was actually started by um, by someone else. Uh, that person uh, took it as far as they could go in the first year and uh, ran into some problems. Uh, that's when people like myself, Grape, and and uh, are another guy, Odd Job. Uh, stepped in and uh, started helping out and basically uh, helped bring that uh, conference home. Um, so more of the interesting stories have come out of the just our first year of operating and uh, getting everything going and really kind of pulling together a conference. Uh, at one point, the conference had, uh, in our first year, we had about 20 attendees, or 20 tickets sold, no sponsors, nothing at all out there. And uh, we were able to drive it home and get um, get you know several sponsors to uh, sponsor us as well as uh, get around uh, two hundred uh, around two hundred to two hundred twenty attendees in the first year. So we did it over the course of about two and a half months um, of just trying to bring that home so it wasn't a uh, total epic disaster. 
Uh, this year we got on our we got on the uh, ball a lot earlier and were able to uh, obviously over double our attendance. Uh, did uh, raise more money through sponsorships this year, and we're able to add a lot of elements that we didn't have in our first year. So overall, the uh, entire conference uh, we felt was a uh, strong success compared to our year one. But uh, Grape and I are both kind of perfectionists, and uh, I not uh, not speaking for him, but uh, I know we can do better. Grape, would you agree? <laughs> Uh, always can improve, right? Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what were some of the challenges, like specific challenges you fan- ran into running this conference or putting this conference together? I think our biggest challenge that, at least in my mind, there's a couple challenges. Uh, some of the ones I'll talk to that more fall into my purview uh, are promotion, uh, just trying to get the name of the conference out there. We have a decent buzz in the community, there's still people, even in cities like Chicago, where I live, uh, that don't know what Circle City Con is. I've never heard of it, and it's just you know, even though it's only about three hour away, three hours away, uh, that's been a uh, that's been a challenge. Uh, even even within the Indianapolis community uh, down there, trying to promote the conference in the local area, it's an area that doesn't use a lot of social media, especially Twitter, where nationally a lot of us are on so been trying to get the word out in those communities has been really our biggest our biggest challenge that we've faced um we've done decent on sponsorship we've done decent on ticket sales but uh we really want to get the word out so that we can you know continue to get good um continue to get good speakers get good uh trainers and to get uh, more and more people to attend um so those are some of the uh, challenges that i saw from my point of view you know, and I got to see it from a, a completely different angle. Um, so most of my role in in involvement with the conference is, you know, uh, actual operations. The, the the day of actually running the, the all the preparations been been handled by Bear, and now it's time to actually put boots to the ground and and pull the show off. And that's where I step in. And it's herding cats, really. You know, I mean, we've learned that. Um, we're, we got a lot of great ideal people in InfoSec, but getting them to actually follow through sometimes can be a challenge. And, mm-hmm. and pulling all of the moving parts together can sometimes tend to be a challenge. Um, so it's been a, a, an eye-opening experience, I know, for me, both in building relationships with – uh, with people that in some cases I didn't know at all, you know, I met them the day, you know, hey, here it is Thursday morning and we're getting everything ready to, to start by Friday. And uh, I, I'm just shaking your hand for the first time um, all the way to, you know, uh, pulling off the conference and by Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon when we're breaking everything down and everybody's dead tired. So it was just a, it was a cool experience dealing with the people who helped pull it off, the people who gave their time, uh, working with all of the vendors. Uh, you know, that was some of the best challenge for me because we know I like to social engineer. So getting to, you know, expose (laughs) myself to all of those, all of those personalities, it's, uh, it's a, it's a constant lesson, you know? Okay. So who should come attend this conference? Everybody, Tim. I mean, this is something that really we want to get anybody who's interested in security. And we've got we've got tracks all the way. I mean, the the thing about Circle City Con is there's both the tracks, right? The talks that are uh, that we're all we all know and love that is what the what the bread and butter of most conferences are, but the training too. And we had some really cool um 
even entry level beginner type training. I think one of them was even like a CTF 101 kind of thing Mm -hmm. where people, you know, maybe you've never been to a conference before and you hear about people who go and do CTF challenges and you want to get involved. Well, here's some people who are willing to share the methodology with you so that you can sit down. So we've got that all the way up to, you know, um, exploit development type stuff, vulnerability research type stuff. Uh, So anyway, and everything in between, I think, everybody should try to come. We even had, uh, you know, a partnership this year with hack for kids, which had, uh, some of the younger crowd intentionally mixing in with, uh, the main conference so that I, I think everybody should be involved. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going a step beyond that, the, um, you know, it's not just a hacker con, so it's not just for red teamers. We really try to get out and go out and recruit blue teams, uh, get people that do blue team talks, trainings, that sort of stuff. So I don't, you know, we, we don't just want red teamers. We want them there, but we also want blue team. We want, um, you know, even I, I, you know, and even want uh, governance risk, um, you know, management type people too. Again, the goal is to try to really get a good groundswell that has um, gives opportunities for people from all walks of security to meet as well as uh, give them the opportunity to go and learn. Well, you know, let me lob the ball back here just one more second because uh, if I, I don't, I kind of intentionally kept myself out of this mix because I don't mix so well with with executives. But uh, Bear, can you talk a little bit about whatever the executive track was that you you did this year? Uh, we well, actually, we did a uh, executive. So what we did was we did an executive dinner this year, um, and the goal was more of a networking event for um, uh, certain speakers and uh, executives in the community. Uh, and uh, it ended up being a nice uh, success. We uh, ended up being at um, a restaurant in downtown uh, Indianapolis uh, on Thursday night, invited uh, several of the uh, management types uh, from the area, had uh, several uh, speakers there, um, and uh, just everyone had a good time. Uh, just not in a uh, we're going to teach you capacity, but more in a very casual network, uh, almost lobby con type capacity where we were uh, – just everyone drinking, eating, having a good time, and just uh, meeting meeting people and uh, networking. And you know, some of those relationships that came from that dinner uh, are um, already working out for people. So it's been a uh, you know, it was actually a very positive uh, positive thing. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. That's uh, and that's like at the executive level, you kind of get an opportunity to expose those people to, you know, some information security professionals. And I think likewise, they get to kind of interact with uh, executive level people to kind of, I guess, you know, there, there seems to be a little bit of that disconnect now. And we're trying to, within the InfoSec community, get into, to not necessarily like take over or, or, or you know, slam our fists down, but just trying to get a better understanding of where people are at. So I think that's, uh, that's great. Well, and I mean the way that the way security is evolving in the uh, corporate set, it's not ju- nowadays where a lot of people that have gone that CISO track have been growing from uh, you know starting as a young uh, analyst or whatever and growing their way up the ranks. Nowadays, that's changing, and you know you look at the top level guys are going to be risk guys, they're going to be privacy guys. They aren't necessarily going to be people that have come up through the the IT or the security ranks. So understanding a good thing for young, especially younger and middle level career people is understanding how to converse and talk and network with these people because they it's that kind of skill set's going to be extremely important as their career develops and continues. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So you talked about that. What are some of the other uh, 
after conference activities that go on at Circle City Con? Uh, this year we had a really good entertainment uh, put on by uh, Johnny Christmas. He uh, planned everything and uh, really did some cool stuff. Um, he kept uh, we, we tend to get together quite a bit, and he uh, kept coming to me with new ideas. And so one day we're sitting there, and he's like, "Oh, I want to get uh, MC Front a lot." I'm like, uh, "Cool." I hated to admit that I have no idea who that was, but I'm like, all right. You know, most of my music tastes tend to fall more in the uh, 70s, 80s, 90s, 60s, that realm, uh, classic rock kind of stuff. So, you know, I, then I went and looked it up and listened. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. People like that. So sure enough, he was able to nail that. And that was a pretty, that was a really big get. And then uh, we uh, ended up getting um, a, a small group that he knew of, the Adventures of Dwayne and Brando, that uh, really did a really neat... Um, uh, rap songs over video game themes. So really, really, really fun to see. Really interesting. One of my favorite things that he, that he brought in, he comes to me, he's like, Hey, what do you think about arcade games? And I'm like, well, I'm a big fan. I like them. And he's like, I got a guy that'll bring a bunch of arcade games up and uh, he'll plug them in. We'll have them the whole weekend. They're the stand up arcade games. And, uh, you know, he told me the price. And I'm like, done, do it. I have to say that that was the best part of the whole thing for me was being able to sneak away and go play some video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Star Wars, the uh, Star Wars trilogy games, like one of my favorites. So I was uh, thrilled to play that. Uh, it's going to be a uh, that that will be a uh, recurring theme or thing as long as we can do it. That's a uh, I'd actually rather cut money from other areas and uh, keep doing that because it's just <laughs> such a it really was a fun thing, and it really was something that uh, I thought fit well with, especially for people that didn't, weren't necessarily cared about doing the normal, uh, the normal party. And that's something else that we tried to do is, uh, you know, not do everything. Again, trying to find ways where we can differ from other conferences. Uh, we had Rance perform uh, a, a phenomenal set. Uh, still one of my favorite performers, uh, community performers. Um, so he did a phenomenal set, and then. Uh, uh, DJ Sci-Fi and uh, Triptych uh, ended up um, performing as well. That was kind of a last-minute thing, but uh, I was it was fantastic to get them up there as well to uh, perform and attend. So uh, overall, we had some really top-notch entertainment, a lot of good uh, lobby conning as well, which uh, tends to be Grape and I's uh, favorite uh, activity at most conferences, um, so much so that we actually ended up having a lobby con T-shirt this year which uh, is one of my uh, more favorite con t-shirts, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so where, where does the name Circle City Con come from? Like, what, is, what does that represent? So there's a couple. So in, one of Indianapolis's nicknames is the Circle City. So it comes from that Circle, Circle City Con comes from uh, that nickname. Why it's called that nickname, I've heard two different reasons. One is because of the Brickyard. Obviously, the Indianapolis 500 is there. Uh, the other is that uh, there's a monument outside, actually right by the hotel, and uh, that area that goes around it is a circle, and that's that's known as the circle. So um, those are the two reasons I've heard. I'm not sure which is the right reason for why Indianapolis is called Circle City Con, but uh, basically it's just named after um, named after the um, the city. Okay, so representing the city a little bit. That's 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 good. And I, I actually got don't go to that circle near the monument uh, at four o'clock, which is about when I came into town and took a wrong turn up <laughs> on that circle and they were doing construction. It was, it was uh, stuck there for about 20 minutes. So, uh, yeah, you'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So how can people get involved with circle city con? Like, like what do you guys need help with? 
we always can use top-notch people with good ideas. Um, specifically for next year, uh, I know I'm looking for uh, someone to help uh, spearhead uh, training, uh, both uh, recruiting and running the uh, training program for next year. Uh, I'm also looking for someone to uh, help uh, um, do sponsorships. Uh, sponsor drives always the uh, one of the toughest things. It'll be something where I'll still have a heavy hand in, but uh, just someone to help organize it and uh, take a little bit of that load off. Um, but honestly, I'm always if someone's good and has good ideas, I'm always open to uh, bringing them in and uh, seeing where we can find find them and put them uh, put them to work. Um, it's a lot of work. Staff puts in a ton of hours. Uh, and, uh, you know, it can be very frustrating, uh, like any, any staff, any kind of family, we have our blowups, we, you know, have our screaming matches, but in the end, you know, everyone hugs it out and, uh, we, uh, move on to get things, uh, working well for the, um, working well for, to put on the overall conference. Um, I'll kick it, uh, oh, in Grape, what are some of the places you're looking for for next year? Hey, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Nobody ever screams at me. <laughs> I just meant volunteers. No, everyone's afraid to scream at you. Yeah, I was gonna say, what, what, what are you like, six eight, six seven, six nine? Uh, yeah, something like that. That sounds good. No, hey, uh, so you know, as far as what we're what we're looking for, more bodies always helps. I mean, people that want to donate a little bit of time, uh, effort, and energy into anything from setting up to tearing down, and all the fun and madness in between. Uh, that's great. But I, I can't stress enough, you know, one of the things that we want to do differently, and it's something that I'm not aware of really uh, in the scene anywhere, is the free training stuff. If you've got a cool idea, if you've got some material that you're willing to put in some time to build up a workshop and to, you know, spend a day, spend a weekend uh, training some people, then that's the stuff that, that we really want to do. Uh, and, and a lot of people, I know a lot of trainers really want to get paid for that. And we're, we're working behind the scenes to, you know, to get some of the really big names, but we don't want anyone to feel excluded, share your ideas. There is no such thing as a basic idea for what we're looking for. And I think that's one of the the biggest draws that we want to try to pull in is people that'll give their, their energy and time for training. Uh, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, and actually, uh, a lot of the trainers we had this year were first-time trainers. They had never run that class before. They made it specifically for Circle City, and uh, did did a phenomenal job. I mean, I, I didn't hear I didn't hear any complaints on any of the trainers or anything like that. I mean, I, it really all the feedback we got was very positive. So uh, it really ended up doing well. Uh, a lot of good trainers out there, and uh, it, it just amazed me. I mean, even the smallest class, the class that had the least amount of people in it, was still ten people. I mean, it was still well, I mean, all the classes were well attended. And I mean, there were classes that had up to 35 people, uh, you know, classes like uh, Snow, Ta- Snow, who uh, won the uh, social engineering, captured the flag at DEF CON last year, taught a uh, fantastic social engineering 101 class. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Daniel taught a drinking class. I mean, had a home bartending <laughs> drinking class. How great is that? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I don't seem to really remember that one for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that would be the case. Um, we had, uh, Jordan and snooze taught a, a class on uh, malware analysis. That was really neat. Uh, hacks for pancakes taught a class on uh, building an incident response program. Uh, we had, and, and there were classes on ham radio capture the flag, uh, open source intelligence, uh, just things like that. It, it really was an amazing, uh, 
amazing amount, diverse amount of classes. So it wasn't just all the same topic, very diverse, uh, a lot of cool things. And a lot of, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully getting, uh, having a lot of those trainers back for next year, as well as adding some new ones. Yeah, and that's part of the plan as well is to cycle out. There'll be some trainers where we'll have back. There'll be other ones where we might say, you know, we loved your training, but this year we want to use some other people, but come back to us the following year. Uh, and we'll, look at getting you back in at that point. So, and that's not because they did a bad job. It's just so we can get a lot of different trainings and availability for the people out there to enjoy. Yep. Yep. And, uh, as Grape said, basic is, is like, there's no bad idea. I walked into a couple trainings and it was, it was Legos and shooting each other with Legos and, uh, putting, um, you know, using lights and circuit wire to like weave into clothing and stuff. So, and you know, soft skills type stuff. So it's, it's, it's a lot of the training was really good out there. So, um, and if you have a training course, be sure to hit up the guys and and present the idea. And these are typically what was it two to eight hours? For yeah, two to eight, two to eight hours, four hours to me is the sweet spot. Right. Um, there's a couple of trainers that, um, were interested in trying to do an even longer training, uh, which, uh, we have to determine if that's something that we, uh, want to do or not. Um, so, you know, over two days, part of the complaint we got the first year was we did have some trainings that went the entire weekend. Um, Ooh. and, uh, well, the people that intended them loved them, but right. they also wanted to enjoy the rest of the, mm-hmm conference and that's something where like you know conferences like DerbyCon, they do all their training at, at ahead of time before people come in for the talks so that they can enjoy the conference well uh, you know we we don't necessarily want to go that route but we want to make sure that people also have time to do the conference in addition to doing the training so uh in, in the future like i said a greater emphasis will be on the training than uh we'll also have talks out there but we want to try to keep them uh shorter where it's all possible Four four hours tends to be the sweet spot in my opinion okay all right well uh do you have anything else you want to add about circle city con uh just come out and enjoy it it's uh indianapolis june uh 10th through 12th uh 2016 we're gonna be um at the uh western indianapolis fantastic venue uh, changing the venue layout for next year or layout for next year, uh, which, uh, based on the new layout, it's, uh, going to be way, way better suited for the, uh, for the conference and, uh, take care of a couple of the minor, uh, some of the minor issues that we ran into. So, um, I, I, I think it's going to be a great time and, uh, hopefully we'll, um, our goal next year is to, uh, extend our uh, attendance to, uh, 750 attendees. So, uh, that's our goal. We're hoping to uh, hit that and, um, you know, would love to uh, have everyone out there. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, that, well that's going to do it. Hopefully you learned something. If you didn't, drop me a line on Twitter at Timothy D. Block or email me at timothy.dblock at gmail.com. And let me know what you didn't learn, and we'll try to cover it in a future podcast. Uh, guys, are there anything else you'd like to plug, uh, Circle City or personal? I really wish I could talk about some of the stuff that I'm doing, but the only thing I can say is buy a ticket for next year so you can see me Viking out if this thing really comes through. I don't know what that's going to look like. I would, I would say go and support, uh, look at supporting some of your local cons, some of your smaller cons. Um, always give a shout out to some of my favorite cons, which are, uh, besides Vegas, uh, Derby con and, uh, Shmoocon, just uh, three phenomenal conferences for people to go to. Uh, but uh, just try to support your local uh, community, your local conferences. Uh, go to the meetups, go to the conferences, get to know your people, and help build a stronger community overall. 
Awesome. And that's a great point to end on. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.